Welcome to episode two of the Pop My Culture podcast. Uh, I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ratcliffe. Very happy to have you listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this uh, is great because we are joined by uh, one of my oldest friends in the world. You might know her from Dinner in a Movie um, on TBS, right? Is that right? Yes, and I am already wanting to make jokes like, I'm Cole's oldest friend! That's what I'm just like, the thing. oldest vaudevillian. She she's, 90, she's 96. <laughs> that shtick is a, just a sign of things to come oh, on this boy. particular episode oh. of the podcast. So you've been right. warned, listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but if you haven't figured out, uh, this is uh, Janet Varney is our guest. Hey! Hi, Janet. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for coming on the old podcast arena. I'm excited. I'm, I think it's great that you guys are doing it. I listened to the first episode. I thought it was wonderful. Right. I love Sam Levine. I yeah. think he's adorable. But more than Whoa. adorable, he's also intelligent, sexy, and hilarious. Whoa. I don't want to put, listens to this. I don't want to put him to the adorable category Mr. because Levine. I call a lot of people adorable and I don't want it to be like, Sam Levine, the adorable one from yeah. Freaks and Geeks. Like, I'm not, I, I you know, right. he's, he's also he's a, uh, well-rounded, a wonderful delicious. Man. Pack of and he just had a birthday. I noticed that. Yeah. Well, you've got some big shoes to fill, or actually kind of regular, regular shoes. Yeah. shoes. Thanks for bringing them. They actually feel pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have struck. I wouldn't have struck me as a penny loafer's kind of guy, but <laughs> yeah. here they are. It's a tradition, and we're going to be taking a pair of pumps to our next. Oh, guest. wonderful! One of some years. Yeah, that's what we yeah. plan to do: is steal a pair of shoes from all of our guests. That's weird, and I love it. Don't you like where we are today, the biodome? I do. It's I do. Lovely. actual set of the movie, too. Yeah. So, the movie Biodome. Yes. If you, you were know, wondering. I, it's funny that you would say that because I am from Tucson, Arizona, uh-huh. and there is, a, that that is where Biosphere 2 is, right Whoa. outside Tucson. Have you guys ever heard of this? I've Biosphere heard of it, 2? yeah, I've never yeah. They did it in the, um, in the 90s, they, some, someone, I think it might have been private, it was definitely had to be privately funded, but it was this privately, fu- but then it became, like, a, this big thing where, um... They were building this enclosure that was going to be completely sealed off that scientists were going to live in, and um, and they were going to grow their own food and uh, moderate their own weather and all this, and um, and they were going to live in it. I think for like I can't remember if it's two. You guys do your homework when you finish listening to this podcast, but if or you're interested, multitask. or multitasking, you guys you can, can sign on to a website called Ta- Google. Tappity tappity on your keyboard yeah. right now, and www.google. You can, www. you can yeah. also, let's be fair, you could use Lycos. Oh, yeah. Or Dogpile. <laughs> or Ask Jeeves, maybe. Wow, Ask around. Jeeves. Or just an encyclopedia. Yeah. Britannica. I don't know why I feel like I'm legally obliged to add Britannica right. after saying But anyway, that I mean, whatever. We don't have to talk about this the entire time, but I do think Maybe it's really interesting. It right. um, that the scientists live there, and then something happened where something got like some something was compromised. They couldn't grow enough food. Piggy got and asthma. Really, Piggy got <laughs> asthma. Yeah. Simon uh, was murdered and his head was put on a stick. Right. But it did turn, but it literally you you joke, but they there were get they were not getting enough oxygen. Oh, and there was yeah. something about the food supply and they started starving and they didn't turning they, on they each had other? to and they started turning on each other and they had to end the experiment early. It was oh. supposed to be maybe say two or three years and I think it ended up being like half that time or something. Three weeks. And it <laughs> ended 
wound up, and it ended up being like this big kind of, and then it was like, oh shit, we spent all this money, and this isn't, this didn't, the experiment didn't work. So then the University of Arizona took it over, and now they use it for all kinds of kind of botany research, and of course the podcast section, which yeah. is what we're right. in now with a fake waterfall. I love it. Um, but uh, but it's this whole, it's outside of Tucson, and Chris and I, Chris, my partner, my what love. What kind of partner? My romantic, uh, my lover, <laughs> my lover of five and a half years. Um, Ooh, so old. We went, I know, well, I am his oldest yeah. friend. Um, <laughs> we went to, we went and, and took a tour of the biosphere and I will say that it was fascinating. Was and I freaky? recommend that everyone do it. It's, it's a little, there's a moment, there's kind of a moment of like, am I in Logan's run kind of, I mean, there, right. it's interesting. Yes. It's actually kind of cool. So, um, that was a weird, uh, segue you never knew I was going to go to. No, but it's a good plug. Yeah, but right? I'm here on behalf of the biosphere. Yeah. I'm going to send a copy to the biosphere people see if I can get a couple you bucks. You found a way yeah. to work that into everything. Because yeah. so, this thanks. will be listened to by literally a dozen people. Right. Yeah. And maybe. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Baker's dozen? 13? I would chew for a baker's dozen. Yeah? Yeah. Think? Did you say chew for? I would chew for a baker's dozen. Right. If I, I knew would. a baker's dozen was going to listen, I'd chew right I'd now. I'd put a mouthful in. I mm. surely would. This is um, off to a good start. I think it is too. Yeah. You know what? I knew it was going to be off to a good start because you sing-songed your intro, and oh. I am a big sing-songer too. And I think that's a kindred spirit thing yeah. where if you meet someone and and one of your first you encounters, they do a little that, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm in good hands. Oh, we get it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. You're too Broadway. You're too show tunes. You can't see my radio jazz hands, but... They're really good. They're so weird. I, I mean, you guys them. can, but... I could hear the tiny flutter of fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. That weird. creeps me out. Yeah. A little weird. So, obviously, the first thing we're going to talk about after Biosphere yeah. is the passing of Corey Haim. Mm. Obviously. Um, that was a good segue. Wasn't it? It was yeah. nice, right? I think Corey Haim visited Biosphere once. <laughs> I don't think so. No? I'm just a... I'm going to negate everything. Nice every, every Every attempt at a segue. <laughs> I don't understand. This came to a screeching halt. Why did you change subjects? Let's keep talking about the bio, don't I will talk about that till the end of oh, time. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Corey Haim. That's sad. It really well, is sad. Was, I, I hope that didn't come off with sarcasm. I have the same problem. Yeah. When I'm, the more sincere I am, the more I sound sarcastic. Sounds I don't weird. know. That's like a sickness. Yeah. But... Um, it is sad, and it, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, uh, the obvious joke to make is like, what a shock, because it isn't. Yeah. But it doesn't, it remains sad, and it's always really weird. The same, and also like when Brittany Murphy, mm-hmm. that, it's very, like, somebody our age and iconic to our generation, and and that, it's a whole different sense of mortality than, for example, I felt when Chris Farley died. Like, I was right. just on the young enough side that I was like, weird, yeah. that's, oh, that's terrible. But it didn't feel as as real somehow. And when it's somebody kind of in our range, it, it starts, it, it, it definitely hits me in a different way. Yeah, yeah it, it is kind of, it was the same way last week when I found out that uh, Mark Linkus, the main guy between Sparkle Horse, committed suicide. And, oh, yeah. like, I'm really into, it's a great band. The music's really depressing, mm-hmm. and it didn't catch me as a surprise either because I know right. we had battles with depression and things like that too. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's just weird when it's somebody that you've kind of gone through their career span with, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but what I find weird about the whole thing too is like, of course everybody's like, well, what's Feldman doing? Like, that's like the big twist right. on it. And it's like, really? Yeah. It, you Making know, a lot of public statements right now. Well, yeah. Like he's not going to attend the funeral because he doesn't want it to be a media circus, like yeah. that kind of thing. Um, well, I think, I mean... I, even we can continue talking about his passing, but I, it is a pop culture podcast. I'm happy to say that 
if I had to vote for my favorite Corey Haim performance, it would be in Murphy's Romance. Wow. I do like Murphy's Romance. I love Murphy's <laughs> Romance. I love that movie so much. Yeah. Have you, you watched it since then? I have. I watched it, uh, I've watched it within the last year. But not since the passing. Not since I then. watched Lost Boys immediately. Oh, yeah. I mean, I that's, like, I love that too. that's we'll a talk big about one. That in a second, but that's a big we'll one. We'll get but there. We'll get to the LB. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily expect my own answer to be Murphy's Romance if I didn't know it was going to be. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. not necessarily like a Corey Haynes movie. I haven't seen it. Vanessa. You should see it. I'm sorry, well, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Huge. It is Sally I'm a huge Field James and Jamie Meek, too. We have that in common. And I also love Sally Field. And it's one of those, like, I mean, not to sound like the you know, like uh, when like a Netflix description or whatever, yeah. but it's a totally overlooked in many ways, wonderful like slow paced romantic comedy. But it is crazy charming. And what is little oh. Corkor doing? It she she plays this, uh, he plays uh, Sally Field's son, mm. and um, and it's it's this kind of slow burn romance between uh, Sally Field and James Garner, who Ooh. is. Uh, you know, beyond reproach. Yeah, he's great. And uh, and it, it is one of those movies where you just like it, it's over and the credits are rolling, and you're like, I feel great. You wow. know what I mean? I'm gonna Netflix this. I love it. I think Maybe I like it. Instant watch. It's a movie that like your parents would yeah. describe as it's a nice movie. You know what I mean? It's like but one it of those really kinds is. of movies. It's yeah. like a nice little like it's PG-13. Yeah. There's enough going on, you know, that makes it kind of interesting, and, and it's great. It's a great little film. Yeah. So um, that's that's it for me. Of course, Lucas. But Lucas is great too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, what's weird is because after he passed, I looked back at you know on his IMDb yeah. page and like he really, as much as we associate him as this like this icon from the eighties that did all these movies, he did like five or six movies. I know so that was just, really just had a huge impact. That yeah. much, yeah. He was such a heartthrob, like for sure, on in Tiger Beat and stuff. Mm, yeah. And I I was the weirdo who didn't like anyone of that era because I was obsessed with Steve Martin and stuff so that's what I had mm. like pinups of we've Weird. got good questions right? for you coming well, up yes we do so but so I didn't I didn't have that relationship to him or Michael J I mean if anyone maybe Michael J Fox just yeah. because of Back to the Future right. and I did love Family Ties but um, he was really the only one and, and all those other guys still just seemed like and I think I was also that excuse me yeah that was me burping um, that was dangerous. I was the nerd that you know you kind of still want to be like, I'm sure I had a crush on Corey Haim, but I'm sure I also was like, but a lot of people have a crush on yeah. Corey Haim. Right. Even though I was 10, <laughs> right. I still had to be like, I love Albert Brooks. Like, Ever really? Do you want to kiss him, <laughs> Janet? Do you really want to kiss Albert Brooks? You're 10. He's how, you know, he's you in could. his 40s. I probably would have backed off. I would have gotten scared <laughs> at the last minute. But Why don't you want to kiss Albert? I do want to kiss Albert. Come on, Jim. I kiss so Albert now. Uh, I wish this was a video, guys. You know I'm not the devil. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, Lost Boys. Let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. Um, Hair in Lost Boys. Yeah, Alex Winter's long, flowing locks. I'm done. Like, that's my discussion. I oh, think that, man. that look is a little bit still alive, but I could see a major... Lost Revival? Boys resurgence of like that look because of because of Twilight and yeah. stuff yeah. like mm, people might just jump right back into people. it yeah I like I love that movie it was when I was a kid like I actually was really into like Joel Schumacher movies like I loved Flatliners and Falling Down I did love Flatliners like, too because they visually they're like 
shot great. Yeah. And then they just had that kind of like teen cool thing happening. Great soundtracks too. Right. Like I love the Lost Way soundtrack. And he's it. good. He was good at um, going dark, but still staying kind of slick and glossy, which is sort of fun for yeah. a teenager. Like right. you don't when you're not when you're not in your Clockwork Orange phase quite yet. But it's you just, but like, you, you know like it's that cool. it's teasing. Yeah. Like right. ooh death. What happens <laughs> after death? Ooh sexy boobies <laughs> that Billy Baldwin's dreaming about. But like very artistically shot. Yeah. You know? But the, my fa- I think my favorite thing in Lost Boys, amongst many things, but it has to be the scene on the boardwalk, which it takes place in Santa Carla, which is definitely Santa Cruz. Right. Like, <laughs> um, but there's the scene where, like, Star and... Um, <laughs> yeah, Star. Jamie Gertz and Jason Patrick, Michael, meet for the, kind of the first time, and they're mm-hmm. kind of flirting. But it's at this outdoor concert where... Um, the band is playing, and the lead singer guy has a saxophone, oh. and he's shirtless, and he's got, like, this long hair, and he's in front of, like, a big fire pit, <laughs> and, and he's got, like, a oh, snake, I believe there's, like, right. a snake on him. It's, like, oh, the most, like, dated image from the 80s, <laughs> oh, right there in one gorgeous. scene, and every time I see it, I can't Please tell me he probably it. has at least one hoop earring just in, one, like, his left I ear. Think he does. Must be. It's gotta but be just that. the idea that it was ever sexy to anybody that, like, is he gonna do a shirtless saxophone song? <laughs> oh, yeah. We gotta top off with a Again, that was a big, big thing too. Like even like in Saint Elmo's Fire, there was like, like a uh, saxophone playing on like the yeah. fire escape in New York. Like it was the cool like the saxophone. saxophone. Phase. It's yeah. kind of like three D now. Like they say when you go in to pitch a movie, you have they, they want to know what the three D angle is. And right. then when you went in to pitch a movie, they'd be like, "So, so where do you character? see the saxophone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How right. does that fit in? Yeah, who's saxing it up? Because that puts butts in seats. Yeah. Now Gross. the black stallion. Where do you see the uh, <laughs> saxophone? The horse plays a saxophone. <laughs> Lost Boys is great, and uh, Diane Weist also flawless. Oh, she's oh, so yeah. good in everything so she flawless. does. Everything. Oh, footloose. I mean, that whole cast is really like better than the material in a sense. You know, like yeah. you have Edward Herman, uh, Barnard Hughes as the grandpa is like totally hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, Jason, I take myself way too seriously. Patrick was great in it. <laughs> right. Um, he was broody. Kiefer, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's infinitely quotable. Maggots, Michael, you're eating maggots. I we still do that every time, with the Gabe Diani especially. Yeah. That every time someone named Michael is in our realm, it's like, that maggots, Michael. We can't resist. <laughs> yeah. Especially if anybody's eating like a little Or if you're just eating rice. maggots. Yeah. Um, but we yeah. make him sound... <laughs> would you agree that we tend to make him sound a little Hannibal lecter when we do an impression? Yeah, we really do. That maggots, Michael. That doesn't really sound it, anything it like Kiefer Sutherland. It really doesn't. It sounds good. That that and uh, the other Kiefer impression that me and my wife Jenny do all the time is uh, it was from season one of Twenty Four. They showed it every preview over and over. So whenever we talk about Jack Bauer, we always go, "Who are you working for?" <laughs> That's the Kiefer That's thing good. that we do all the time. What so. about that character he does in Dark City, where he like has to take a breath every other? Oh yeah. Do you remember that he always that was his take in that movie? I always think it's weird when, like, he had asthma. characters, <laughs> when actors that you know very definitively what they do and what they're capable of make a very broad character choice. Like, um, did, did either of you guys see 16 Blocks, that Bruce Willis mm-hmm. most deaf movie? That, you know what? I did, and I do not remember thing one about it. Most deaf made, like, this crazy character choice. Like, he's doing, like, a voice the whole movie. And, like, uh, I love him, but, like, yeah. it was so hard to get around. I'm like, you're no, you don't talk like that. He, like, did, like, some kind of a weird, like, Oh wow, that's funny. Character voice. I don't remember, and you know what? I may not have known him as an actor very well either when I saw it at that time. But I don't. That just slipped right in and out of my consciousness. What about that voice that Gary Oldman's doing in that movie that we saw that we wish we hadn't seen? Oh, The Book of Eli. Oh remember yeah. Remember, he was like 
Yeah, he's doing like he the went weird. over. He's such a great character actor, but something happened where he. I just love this went, guy. Yeah, <laughs> he went like a little too far over into something, and then you're like, wait a minute, someone needed to go yank, yank it, like just <laughs> reel him in a little. It's bit. always like I think because you know he's British. Like when Brits do an American accent, like they it's usually not nondescript like most American accents are. They usually choose some regional yeah, thing right. to do. They're like, really going to hone in on yeah. that dialogue. Well, so, they're professionals. Right. <laughs> so I feel like he's almost doing this, almost like this kind of like New York-ish kind of accent, right. but with a little swagger thrown right. into it. Ooh. But it's like in this Western It becomes really town. cartoonish. Yeah. Right? It's, it yeah. is. Like, it becomes like a cartoon, like at best maybe a villain in Sin City, but not quite kind of. Right. Like, this isn't a graphic novel movie. Speaking of strange kind of choices by him, have you guys seen Tip I've heard about something. <laughs> What's it. that? It's a movie. Um, oh, first of all, he, Matthew McConaughey, Uh-oh. Kate Beckinsale. Does, does he have shirts in that one, Matthew McConaughey? A few of them. Okay, good. Um, I'm pretty. It is him. Yeah, and Gary Oldman playing a midget. That, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. He plays a midget and uh, little person. Oh, okay. Oh, a little midget. I heard about <laughs> this and then I forgot about and then, it. Like I don't want to spoil it, but can I? Yes. So in the end... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Do not rent Tiptoes, or this might actually make you rent it. Kay Beckinsale doesn't end up with Matthew McConaughey because she wants to have a midget baby with Gary Oldman, who is Matthew McConaughey's midget twin brother. She runs away with the midget. Did Now, (laughs) the only way I'm going to accept what you're telling me is if if Terry Gilliam directed it, (laughs) I might... Pay it some mind, but it was what? written by and Daryl Hannah is in it too. There you go. Who was Daryl Hannah? I believe Hannah. has cornrows in it. If oh, you need anything else to sign. sell you, oh, on no. it. <laughs> but can we agree that uh, Peter Dinklage is incredibly sexy? Yeah, like the station agent. Yeah, that's a great movie. It's a of fabulous movie. It's a phenomenal movie, and he is like way crushworthy in that movie he, and in everything. Yeah, He's I was crushworthy say in he, Elf. He's just a little picture of him is crushworthy. He's a good-looking person. A little picture? Come on. You're not going to get a big picture unless you blow it up. So. Um, good God. Let's um, face it. But I think this is a good time that we, <laughs> Under need, his we need to, uh, to talk about the debacle that is the Death at a Funeral remake that's about to come out. Oh, oh, my God. It doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem... Okay, first of all, it's a remake from a movie like two years ago. It just came How out. How can that just happen? Out. It's and a British movie. It's Frank Oz directed it, but it has a very British sensibility to it, and it was... It did well in Britain. It got kind of buried its release here. Oh, originally. I thought it was British. It's Are the family British? Yeah. Maybe? I thought there were British people in it. There are British people in yeah, it. There yeah, there are. Okay. Yeah, there it's are British. British people in it, but then also Alan Tudyuk is, is... Right, right, right. He's great. Is that how you say it? I didn't know that either. <laughs> I was going to let like, that slide and act like I knew. I thought it was Tudyuk. Tudyuk. I just, I, I always Tudyuk. say it fast and kind of cover my um, mouth. Me too. Well, um, I've got Josh Whedon on the line. Let's see if... Uh, <laughs> Josh, I... Uh, wouldn't that be cool, though? Yeah. Um, That'd be amazing. Um, we just had him holding this whole time. <laughs> I saw that the, the cold phone was ringing like it's a bat phone for emergency He's our podcast line, situations. Yeah. yeah. It's um, just, it looks... So, yeah, now they're remaking it it's as... Weir- okay, it's weird. An it's, urban family. Right. And there's some funny Wait, people you in say it. urban. I know. What does that mean? That was the worst that mean racist thing I could have said by trying to be racially sensitive. Well, I mean, it's Tracy Morgan, Danny Glover, Chris So you Rock. could just say yes when it's that um, black. Sure. Um, <laughs> Correct. And then Can't even say Alan Tudyk's character now is, I think, James Marsden's playing him. Um, and Peter Dinklage reprises his role. The same role. What? I did not know that. Yeah. And? And it's directed by Neil, Neil LaBute. Lebute. 
What? That seems like the best. That's what makes trajectory. it a sketch or Wait. like a weird dream where you call your friend and say, "I had this really weird dream. They were remaking de- murder at a funeral, death yeah. at a funeral, and Neil Lebu was." But why are they even movie. remaking it? Why don't you just make a new movie with all? I think because the, it's it's a broad comedy. It's yeah. fairly funny. I think they just feel like, oh, we could do this again because it didn't get the attention it got it needed the first right. time around. But we'll put a slant on it that'll you know open it up to a different audience and that kind of thing. I think that's what the studio went forward with. But mm. it's just, I don't know, it just looks terrible. Well, it looks like it's pushing really hard, which is the risk of a yeah. slapstick comedy. And the second somebody gets, like, like catches, like, gets a whiff of that, that yeah. it's pushing too hard, then it's just a abject failure. I think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe what? it'll do great. I'm usually the one who says, oh, that's gonna tank, and then it's, like, the biggest hit ever. It makes a big difference to me, like, who the director is. Like, I know a lot of people don't care, but for me it does. Like, mm-hmm. having Neil Abute attached to it makes it more of a curiosity item to me. Right, right. But I know it's just, it's just a straight remake, so he's not going to do much. Though he did remake Wicker Man terribly. Um, oh, that's right. But like, yeah, that was him. Yeah, that was him. And like, this, what, I don't know what is going wrong with Neil LeBute. Because in The Company Man, great. Um, you know, like, he had this, like, playwright background, like, pushes the envelope a lot. Something and now he's happened. kind of become a weird remake director for hire. I don't, I don't get it. It is he probably has a nice house. You know what I kind of like that everyone <laughs> hated? I kind of like Nurse Betty. Ugh, I couldn't stand it. I know. I oh, don't know I why. I kind of liked it. I did too. I was just in the mood. I maybe was just in the mood to like it, but I liked it. I just so watched it on television weird. one day. Also, I love Greg Kinnear, so I'm usually yeah. on board for anything that he gets involved with. I thought that was fun, but um, I kind of liked it. You know, I for am. me, it was like it was just too dark. Like I liked just the hell. Mean. Like we're gonna scout people, really. Like I don't know. I just it yeah. just didn't. It was just it really kind of annoyed me. I've only watched it once, but I liked it, and then I brought up that I liked it because I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to yet, you know? Right, and right. I said it to someone, they're like, are you kidding? And then I, I don't talk you about it. You kept mom. I haven't... You I, just gave yeah. me some bravery. I just admitted it on a podcast, but... Um, that will be maybe listened to by dozens. Yeah. Dozens. Matt, you have the baker in there. Yeah. Um, don't, don't, you know what I find is weird is like, I'm usually pretty up on all movies before I go see it. I've seen previews. Yeah. I've seen... I've read reviews. I've seen write-ups. You know, like, I'm used to like having a lot of it already spoiled for me. The one time I can think of in the past that I went and saw a movie that I, for some reason, I had heard nothing about it. I had not seen a preview. Benjamin I Button. only knew who was in it. Uh, and that was Notting Hill. Like, I just heard, I was like, oh, it's Julia Roberts and Grant, and Hugh Grant. Oh, that I had, was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Okay. I had, I had, <laughs> there's no big, like, spoilers. In, I mean, there's but I no, hadn't like, seen it. I hadn't seen a single preview. I didn't know what the plot was. Yeah. I just knew that it was, oh, it's Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. Yeah. All I knew about it. And then we went in and saw it, and like I really liked it. And I was like, I wonder how much I had to do with the fact that I had absolutely uh, no idea what I was saying. And it's Richard Curtis, and the script I loved is fun. It. That's a great. I, I, like, I, oh. I know it's not cool for me. To, the, the the little girl who thought it wasn't cool to love Corey Haim is mad at me right now for saying she loved Notting Hill. I loved it. Guess what? There's a place for chick flicks, and it's in your heart. It is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but you know, they're not all of them. Like I don't feel that way about Love Actually, but oh, okay. I do love Notting like Hill, and I really love uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. That one you're I allowed. Really that's cooler it. to love. Yeah, though. yeah. You're just like, not allowed to yeah. love Annie McDowell in it. I don't Ugh. love Annie McDowell. Or in general, who has yeah. the single worst line in the history of cinema, which is, "Is it still raining? I hadn't noticed." Is it still oh. raining? I hadn't noticed. Oh, that so was bad. a good impression. Thank you. Well, all I did was remove all the emotion yep. from my voice and, and imagine then a lot a of weird hair. southern <laughs> twist when she when they have her. Do, you know about her, and I haven't heard anything about her one way or the other as a person, but it's one of those situations where it's like. I kind of went through a period where I really resented her for working so much and yeah. I resented how bad she was. But I've kind of come to a place where I'm like, you know what? She took the jobs. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? And I feel like she did the best she could. Right. You know I, what I, I mean? I feel like she's fine on, like, Groundhog Day. 
Like, Ooh, I, I don't even know if I can agree day. with that. She's okay in it. You hate that movie? Yeah, oh, I, I love that movie. I'm sorry, I think it's great. Movie. But it's, I, I feel like you would hate it. I could totally say you would. She's hate one of those people that she just doesn't have I any. Just hate you. She just doesn't have. Now we get talking to each other. She just doesn't have any range. Like, let's be honest. Like, she can be basically herself. And if the script isn't that challenging, I think she'll be fine. Like, there's certain God, people that about shortcuts. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> Remember when she says to Lyle Lovett, Fuck you! Yeah. My son is dead! Fuck you! Ugh. It is like you are so embarrassed for her. But instead oh, of getting mad, her. you can think, if that, then what? Right. If she can do this much amount of sex, success, imagine how much people on this couch can do right. with our range and sing-song ability. That's right, we That's do right. a lot of sing-song. But, but that, to sum up and to, again, put a positive spin on it, I just think you, you know, she, she took the opportunity she was given. I think she did the best she could. And I think she is a remarkably beautiful woman in a very specific way. Like in a way that convinced, like she wasn't. She should be on a China cup. She, she should be on a, she could be, and she, <laughs> she is that, that timeless beauty. And I, but I do appreciate that she's lovely and, and she has a maturity, even if you're not a huge fan of her acting, that I would rather see her succeed than like. Someone utterly vapid and stupid who yeah. also is like has big boobs and is really skinny and like kind of matches yeah. the sort of maxim ideal of like why someone would be famous right. for their beauty. I, at least she sort of has this Raphaelite kind of. She's kind of she's got she's a little voluptuous. She's got hips. She's yeah. like a real woman, even though she's yeah. So I'm kind of in a weird way. I kind of turned in the affirmative for Annie McDowell. While still not thinking that she's particularly talented, that's okay. which is sort of weird. No, that makes that makes sense. Like I, I don't mind when she's in things. Like I don't, I don't dislike her to that extent. I just feel like uh, she's just not going to probably be very good. She in might this. be out. She might be overshadowed by right. The but people she she's will with. look pretty. She's a lovely woman. Yep. Whereas I see mm. Megan Fox in something, and then I just want to burn the television. That would be a good example of the opposite. Right. Of that's what I'm the other kind. About. Of, oh, she, you know what? Um, I didn't mind her in The Muse. I didn't see The Muse. Because that was sort of a basic... I love... Albert. We are obsessed yeah. with Albert Brooks. And yeah. I will say, it's not I, you know, it's not a perfect movie. Not that I could do better, but um, there are some things in that movie that I almost pee myself laughing at. There are some, yeah? there are genius, some genius funny bits in there. Genius bits in that Whoa. movie. Well okay. worth seeing. Okay. Well worth seeing. My, my favorite thing in the whole thing is there's this uh, agent uh, that he has to deal with. He's kind of a schmuck. Who um, he's got a meeting on the lot with him, and they're in the middle <laughs> talking, and they're like, uh, "Did you see? Uh, did you see Saving Private Ryan?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's, he's just like, "That's the couch from the movie." <laughs> it's so great. And it's just so such a random like perfect detail yeah. of like the couch yeah. from Saving Private Ryan. That's like, genius. And then the scene where he meets the guy who ends up saying, "Oh no, I was born here." No, oh, the cave. That whole yeah. like, there's a whole kind of who's on first misunderstanding where everything. We've got a lot. He's having this conversation to. with this Italian guy, and everything that the. That the guy says, it, it, everything is misunderstood by this guy, but Albert keeps running with it, so so the guy thinks like, oh, you raise horses, and uh. he's like, yes, I raise horses, and that leads to a next thing, and it's just brilliant. It's great, yeah, Albert's just, he's a genius, just a genius, yeah. that's the only way to put it. Agreed. Mm-hmm. His actual name is Albert Einstein, a lot of people don't know that. That's his, his given name, is Albert Einstein, and changed it to Albert true. Brooks, and his brother is Dave Einstein, a.k.a. Super Dave Osborne. Whoa. The more you know. The legacy. Yep. So, um, since we talked about Albert, maybe this is a good time <laughs> to transition into something. Um, we do a thing here on the podcast called uh, your, your first or your pop kind of yeah. thing, right? What popped this? Like, uh-huh, so, uh-huh. We're, I think we're going to do like one every episode. Is that a virginity reference? No. Or is it no, a... It's like, um, 
It's not a virginity. What cracked something wide open? We're trying to get this rated. So, for example, on our first podcast, we asked like what the first concert you ever went to oh, okay. was, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, the, the first person that ever slept with you. Just got in opposition to what you just said. So the one, the question we want to ask on this podcast, and we'll answer this, was which who was your first celebrity crush that you can remember when you were a kid? The first celebrity that you're like, yep. I mean. That's tough. I, I, I feel like the biggest, the one that had the biggest impact was definitely Steve Martin. Um, I definitely like what I remember seeing the Muppet movie for the first time Mm -hmm. and already knowing who he was and just being like, Oh, I love him so much. Uh, And so that, when did that movie come out? Like that's, I mean, I was pretty young when the Muppet movie came out. Yeah. And I already knew I loved Steve Martin. So early, early eighties, whenever that was. So like four or five, I remember that. But I definitely also had a huge crush on Huey Lewis. Whoa! <laughs> I did. I loved him so much. Thanks for that news, right? I thought he was so oh. sexy. Yeah, I loved him too. Those are like the two big ones. That's I don't good. remember anyone younger or hipper <laughs> or more of a heartthrob. Those are the two, and I think my dad would probably agree. Let's ask Joss Whedon. Would my father agree, Joss? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant your dad was Joss Whedon. Uh, I was like, whoa. Nope, just that Joss has the answer to yeah. even my own personal <laughs> life questions. Yeah, Joss Whedon is like this podcast Wikipedia. That's right. You can pretty much That's right. ask him He's anything. been so good to us. He's been yeah. good. Oh, he's no, been I think those are, I think that I, I can't, I would say Steve Martin was as almost certainly first, but I but I also, the first name that came to mind after we'd already, since we yeah. already talked about Steve Martin, was definitely like feeling a little bit embarrassed, but sure that I that I did love Huey Lewis. There's like three I can think of that are kind of around the same time, Whoa, so I don't know which one would, it yeah. would be chronologically. Hard to decide. Um, I Somebody had a big crush on Sarah Jessica Parker because the girls just want to have fun. Aww. And Square Pegs, did you and like Square Pegs? Yeah, yeah, she's adorable. I she's, loved she's her back then. Um, I had a big crush on Jennifer Connelly from Labyrinth. I, very understood on that one. Um, You're getting good street cred from your crushes. Like, thank yeah, you. those are good choices. And, the, and, and the they're third, a little more age appropriate. Right? And the third would be uh, Kelly Martin from Life Goes On. Oh, interesting. Okay, I never saw that show. The <laughs> that you oh, I thought she was so cute. Those I, are the ones I, I can think of. Yeah, I, did, I never pictures? saw that show. You guys, like, up in your room? Of, you I did not have any pictures of Hugh Lewis. I had an entire, this is not an exaggeration, wall of my room devoted to Steve Martin pictures. Wow. <laughs> Albums, posters, whatever I could get my hands on. I just Sick. had everything in my sickness. in my room was covered with movie posters that I got from a video store for free. Mostly because the house we moved into, I inherited the room that used to belong to a little girl, so the wallpaper was like strawberries and bluebirds or whatever. I, I thought like, you were going to say the wallpaper was haunted. It was because haunted. it sounded <laughs> it like a ghost haunted. story. So I had to... I'm disappointed. Smoosh it up. So yeah. I had movie posters for like whatever I could get, right? Yeah. So I just remember like, like I had a movie poster for Nadine. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bridges, Ellen Barkin movie. Oh. Um, I also had the cardboard standees that they had at video stores. Yeah. They, Nadine, would, sure. they would give those to me. Not for Nadine. Oh. I had three of them that I can remember. I had one for Willow. That's a good one. That's I a had creepy one. one for Dirty Dancing. Good. I remember that. I remember that standee. I don't think I knew it was called and a standee. I had one for Broadcast News. Whoa. Which is great. Just the three of them standing together. It was that poster, yeah. Yeah, It was like, but the thing that's great about it is, um, like. That looks like the party that Charles Grodin is having in The Lonely Guy, (laughs) is what your room looked like. Just a series of of weird cutouts. It's not necessarily just people, though. It's like, they kind of did, it was to advertise, like, for broadcast news, it was like the movie poster image. Right. With the three of them that was, like, double sided, Uh like, kind of a tent that you put up. Uh, Dirty Dancing was kind of the DVD cover. How big was your room? (laughs) 
not and that did you big. live in the tent? Uh-huh. No, I mean, it, it's like a tent kind of thing. Like, right. it's the same so you, on both sides. Did you, you live could, in it? I did okay. live in there. <laughs> Just tell her you did. Just tell her you did. But where was you been? So that was actually kind of bizarre because, you know, people would come over and I'd be like, you know, hey, a 10-year-old with a broadcast news stand. Yeah, but now that's like... Talk about cred. That's one of the best movies yeah. of all time. I love that. Talk movie. about eBay, one of the too. Best movies of all time. Yeah. If you still have those little beauties. I know. That's true. Oh. I think I saw that in my parents' garage back home. They have a few <laughs> things left over. Like, I had a really stupid, like, thing you plugged <laughs> right. in that I got free from a video store that was like, it was like a light up marquee kind of thing. Oh, it's like Paramount. No, but what it was is it was to promote the movie Coneheads. So it had the Uh-oh. Coneheads poster lit up in it. Like, Whoa. it's still sitting in my garage in Davis. Yeah. That is worth more than a print of the movie Coneheads. <laughs> You're actually probably right yeah. about yeah. that. But I never, I don't think I ever saw that movie either. It's not good. But there you go. All right. Oh, yep, yeah, my crush. Yeah. My first crush. You thought yours weren't age appropriate. <laughs> I'm like 100% sure it was Perry Mason. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I forgot a major one. Oh, Ooh. I forgot a major one. Oh no, you gotta go for it. I forgot a major one that it's, it's come up with, it's certainly come up when I do Jimmy's, uh, one of Jimmy's shows. Um, so I guess if I if anyone ever hears this, it can't be one of the clues for uh, running a trap at uh, John Larroquette. Uh, mega, oh. mega obsessed crush. But you that was when I was a little bit older. Hardcore into Night Court when you were a kid. I was right? hardcore into Night Court. Like I was. you used to transcribe episodes or something. It wasn't that. It was my. I was so obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Hundred percent true. Um, and luckily I've already admitted this in front of an audience, uh, on stage. So at least I have that. But I had a calendar in my room that was completely devoted only to, and this thing, it, the reruns came on after I went, was supposed to be in bed. Mm-hmm. So I would have to sneak out at the same time every night when my dad was wherever he was in the house and go into the little den where my kind of TV room was, where I was allowed to watch TV. I just sneak in there and quietly turn on the television with the volume down because he couldn't, I couldn't have him know that I was in there. But I would watch it just long enough to run back to my room and write down the color of suit and tie that Dan Fielding had on in my calendar. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's a good use of time and calendars. I mean, that's freaky. Yeah. Most kids are sneaking out, <laughs> doing drugs, having yeah. sex. But... I gotta know. I wasn't in high school, <laughs> I was probably in grade. I mean, I definitely was probably in like fifth or sixth grade. That's but an advanced crush. Really, to have. really loved Dan Fielding. And he was so sexy and naughty. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a, that much of a surprise when you think about like the fact that he kind of it was that, that once you get past a sort of tame or crush, if there's some sense of like sexuality, I think what were yours? The Jennifer Connelly. There's yeah. a little sex scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's Harry like Mason. Something Have you seen in there. In the He's very Takes powerful. Charge. Yeah. Yep. But there was just because he was so flirty and so and so yeah. uh, so gross about it. But like, I think for me, there was some kind of light bulb moment of like, I get it. I liked that he was so flirty and nasty yeah. because there. But he was still harmless. Like it's still a television sitcom. Right. But there was something about it that I think there was a sense for me of like, I get it. Like you yeah. said, like a, like a little sort of mature there was a sense of maturity for me to be to have a crush on him I had sort of another weird one too when I was a teen um, this is gonna sound weird I kind of had a thing for Wendy Malick oh I told that's not that weird because I used to watch Dream On all the time yeah me too me um, too and that's another sexy show yeah. where well, that's you one, associate you know your I own sexuality I was like 12 or 13 or whatever yeah, so I was just starting too, to be yeah. like I have 
like mm-hmm. sexual things happening. So like, there's boobs on the show. You know what I mean? It was yep, like that's yeah. what it was. It was a funny it was show kind of like, with boobs. It was like Californication a little bit. Like yeah. the, like of course it has to be edgier now, but back then it was sort of that. It was like, what can we? Sh- oh, we're a cable network. We can show. Boobs, let's make sure we show them in every single episode whether yep. we need them or not. Totally. I think that one's a good one. I used I to assume everyone had a crush. This was embarrassing. In college, like, all the girls are bonding. Like, freshmen bonding. And they were talking about their big star crush. And, like, everyone is saying the right thing, you know? And around the circle, like, the oohs get more intense. Like, right. ooh, I love him. And they're, they're Everyone's like, agreeing. Yeah, they're saying. like, oh, so hot, so hot. Uh-oh. And then it snakes to me. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. Oh. No, I mean, whatever yours right. is. I was like, something's happening. Um, and then I was like, Norm McDonald. Oh. And it fell silent. I think he's <laughs> an extremely attractive person. Uh, nope. Janet did a, did a show with That's Norm. what I was going to say. I was going to say I played Norm's wife on something. How did it feel? Jealous huh? much? Yeah. Um, I will say this. I, uh, I think he is sexy. And I think right? that he... Um, I didn't think that when I saw... I wasn't necessarily aware of that when I just saw him on stuff. But when I met him Even in person, I was work? like... And he's very tall. I never saw it. I didn't hadn't seen that much of him. I guess just whatever SNL stuff I caught, which Oof. I wasn't really watching it back then so much. I was kind of like floating in and out at that when he was on yeah. it. Um, and uh, and I... But he's he's tall. He's got He's got beautiful twinkly eyes he's sort of great yeah, he talks slow yeah. kind of takes his time when he's not you know i like seems I like a good lover right could be absolutely all right so we do um a thing on here where we like to uh, ask uh our guest five questions that i ask about your own career okay see how well you know yourself i'm very nervous about this um yeah. and oh, see just... how well you know yourself yeah. interesting a lot it's of this deep. kind of minutiae though too because i'm not going to know the inside stuff when everything's right. done uh, and then uh, Vanessa's going to follow up with five questions of her own. Hard-hitting journalism. Hard-hitting journalism okay, good. Questions, all right? Good, good. So let's see how you do. All right. Okay. So um, here's the first question. Uh-huh. You played Party Girl <laughs> in the Razzie award-winning film Catwoman. Correct. Who directed the film? Um, He has like, oh, it's like a single name. It's like he yes. goes by one name. Mm-hmm. That's always fancy. Um, oh, God. He's French. Mm-hmm. He was a... Like, he was either a cinematographer or a special effects guy. I think he worked with, like, Luc Besson. Did a, a lot bunch. of visual effects, yeah. yeah. Um, his name is... God. Uh, does it start with a B? Close. Same kind of sound. Oh, is Explosive. it... Is it D? Nope. V? Uh, it kind of sounds kind of like a side of rice, something you would have. And it starts with a, a letter that might start the word pickle. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Pitoff? Pitoff, yeah. Pilaf, that's yeah. where you were going? <laughs> and going. Pickle. Pickle. Pickle was good, yeah, Pitoff. Pitoff. And okay. if you look at his IMDb, he's done nothing since. Well, uh, well he's done like one thing, but like, you would think that if you get a big movie like Catwoman, that like, the, no, yeah. the sky's the limit, but But no. if it was yeah. like Catwoman. It was, that was a rough, that yeah. was yep. a rough movie. That was right. rough. You did get it, eventually. I did so, eventually because uh, of pilaf and pickle. <laughs> that sounds like really bad buddy cop movie. <laughs> pilaf and pickle. pickle. It sounds or, like that's a loose translation of like a Polish buddy 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 movie. Oh, pilaf in my office now. Yeah. Uh, all right, you appeared in three episodes. The same toenail polish. <laughs> you yeah. appeared in three episodes of HBO's Entourage uh-huh. as TV exec Amy Miller. Uh huh. What were the titles of your three episodes? Oh God. 
I've never, there's one I didn't even see, I don't think. Um, I know one of them was Redemption. Yes. Because it was like, oh, they did a little play on words. Because mm-hmm. it was about that guy, Dom. That was their first, yep. Um, one some, had something about, like, it was like a, it sounded like a children's story. Like, like a, yep. like a C.J. Run or right? something. Like, so, yeah, it's kind of like a Seuss title. Um, yeah, like a Dr. Seuss title. Like a, right. I would not eat it in a. Or like that book about fish. One fish, two fish. Oh, one car, two car, red car, blue car. That's it. Okay, you got one more. I'm so good at clues. Uh, which is <laughs> you to, are really good at clues. <laughs> has to do with a guest star that's been on the show a couple of times. Okay, a very short, short guest star. Oh, uh, Seth Green. Yes. Seth is his name in the title. Mm-hmm. Then think of a band. Seth Green Day. There you go. Very that's good all clues. Three. I should know that. I should you know. You did. The names you of was those very episodes. easy with the clues. You okay. got them yeah, very good. Right. You got them. All right. Uh, you were a cast actress on the Steven Spielberg produced filmmaking reality competition show on the lot. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Uh, they should have named that one of the Entourage episodes. <laughs> they should have. Uh, Adriana Costa or Costa, whatever, uh, hosted the majority of it. Yeah. But took over hosting duties after one episode from which now high profile comedian. Uh, Chelsea Hanthor. Correct. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that. For some reason, she didn't end up doing the rest of the. The rumor was that she was fired, but based on the whole way the show was run, I wouldn't even know if that's true. So now you you do Chelsea lately a lot. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I have done it, and Chris does it all the time. We've done it like three times. I've done it a few times. Yeah, yeah that's cool. What was it fun? Um, yeah, I mean the best part about it for me is it, like it's it's great because you're, you're it, you just kind of come in and it's sort of a whirlwind. Um, the energy is really fun, but it's, 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 it's cool because it, you get the topics like only a couple hours before you have to go talk on panel. Um, and so it forces you to like really not edit yourself and just come up with really quick jokes and not like second guess yourself right. that much, which is a really good exercise. Like anyone would be lucky to have the Does it come with like drinks and stuff? It doesn't. Oh. Maybe I get maybe if I asked, but there well, was never any vodka anywhere near or anything like that. Yeah. Her image is getting blown right I now. I know. All right, All right you're three, three for three so far. Okay, all right. Uh, fourth question. I was about to say how have all the other people fared, and then I realized I'm the second person uh, ever to Sam do the podcast. He was good. Sam knew everything. Sam uh, was okay. quick. Um, He's in charge of his life. He I'm is. Not. He is. He was way better than you. This is your fourth question. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I, I believe it. You played Stacy Gusar, a bass playing reggae lover. Her um, last name was Gusar. Yeah, your last name. Oh, that's yep. terrific. Uh, as a hi, met your mother. Uh huh. An episode in which Tiny Barney Stinson scrawled all over you. Correct. Uh, <laughs> what was the name of the reggae festival Stacy was playing, and what oh, time were they scheduled to go Lord. on? Lord, wow! How do you know this? Because you you're a big fan of the show. I so watched the show. I researched it. That's not true. Actually, he does love the show. I do love the show. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Um, the only reason I would ask you this question is because you said it. Oh, what's a line that <laughs> yeah, I have? It's a line that you have. It's, um, a, it's at the end when you're playing bass with Barney, and then the gosh, little... I think that scene is on my reel, and I still don't know. I think the band has something to do with the biggest star, or no, the festival. Is that right? Yes. What's the biggest star? The biggest star in the sky. Oh, or the closest star. That's what I mean. Not biggest. Oh, the well, sun. Yeah. Yeah. Close. I, that, I don't. I still don't know. I'll just tell you. Okay. Uh, Sunsplash. Sunsplash. That's a great name. And you're going on sometime between eleven and six. Oh, that's good. So Barney's supposed to get that's there by right, nine. Right, right, right. To get a spot. Right. Um. I will, the little piece of trivia about that uh, show was 
Um, that was a situation where a lot of the time when you get a, a role, it changes a lot. If you're a guest mm-hmm. star, it changes a lot through the course of the week of rehearsal or whatever. And when I booked that role, she did not play bass, but, um, oh. Joe Kelly, one of the writers on the show knew I played bass. And I guess at some point in the rewrite process, as they were flushing out and coming up with new jokes and material and stuff, Joe was like, Hey, Janet plays bass. Why don't we oh, write that so in? Cool. So it was like a... A per- that's like the coolest thing yeah. to be able to say. Oh, that was a personalized For addition you. because he knew I played bass. Which is funny about that. Like on your IMD page, on your little message board, like where people chat about you. Oh God, that can't be good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on that episode, like somebody wrote, like, "Hey," because people like Janet's so great. She's so cute and funny oh, and whatever. That's nice. Somebody wrote, like, "Hey, it looks like she's actually knows how to play bass, does she?" Oh. And then somebody responded that, like, she does. She was in a group called Vampire. Oh wow, with Kip Jetty, and they wow. would play bass with that. Like somebody. That's that nice. And answered it. I and always, I don't, I'm afraid to ever even look at the subject lines yeah. on those things because I'm so afraid even the subject line is going to be depressing. Like, <laughs> is she that ugly in person? Like, it's going to be some horrible thing. Janice yeah. crushes yeah. your pretty. soul. Google image There's now. literally on, on my IMDb page, which is not visited that often, and there's like three there's message board headings. One of them is like, I know Cole's dad. Is this like, <laughs> hey! <laughs> like, oh, great. I should go. I, you know what? That was me. No. <laughs> I do know your dad. I should probably add something. Somebody should. That, that's I'm like gonna, the I'm going to go thread. on and add me too. That and that's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's uh, one right. final question for you from uh-huh. my side. Mm-hmm. You went to college at SF State, mm-hmm. San Francisco State. Yeah. Uh, and starred in one play while you were there. What was it? Yours. Yeah. It's called Psycho Babble. Yep. And Cole made me audition for it because <laughs> even though we were in a sketch group together, he wanted to, his reasoning was that he wanted to get the word out that it was, the play was happening. Um, yeah. But I still felt like an asshole when I had to audition for it. Yeah. But you got the part. I got the part. You booked square. it. Now I know I got it because I was the best person for the yeah. job. There or, also, when I wrote it, I was like, I want Janet and Dave to play this first. <laughs> That was but, really um, fun. Yeah, I didn't. I had already done all my performance credits and stuff when I when I transferred over to SF State, and I just didn't do any acting at all except what we were doing. And I didn't really like act out at SF State either. I was a cinema yeah. major, and you, you had and, an agent at the time, so you were actually working, which is great. Yeah, on the only show that happened in San Francisco, Nash Bridges. Well, that's true. Um, yeah. All right. Well, those are my five. Very good questions. questions. Big size Tommy chunk, as they call it. Probably. I'm probably gonna cry. Yeah, buckle yep. up. These are gonna be tough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, this is where I really just sock it to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Bring it. Okay. Number one is a callback from the first episode. If you listened, I'm going to keep mm-hmm. this one up because okay. I feel like eventually I'm going to have a lot of knowledge from this. Okay. Skinniest celebrity you've ever met. And then you show me with your fingers how big their arms or legs are. Okay. Skinniest celebrity yeah. I've ever met. Skinniest celebrity I've ever met. Oh, who's super skinny? What if, like, the only celebrity you ever met was Dom DeLuise, and then you're just... Sorry. You would win. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of who's really skinny. Um, I can think of twins. That I would have met? I don't know. Mary-Kate and Ashley. Have yeah. you met them? No, I, I haven't. Oh. I haven't. Um, I gotta know, go. <laughs> I feel like when I... I feel like once I auditioned for Courtney Cox for something, I feel like she was pretty thin. Oh, yeah? But she's small. She's a small... She's small How lady. big? Arms. Um... Oh, bigger know. than bigger than Sam said Laura Flynn Boyle was. Oh, well, that's a given. Yeah. I can't this was about that. six. Mm. Oh, I'm sure she was very... She went through a phase where she was really... Yeah, how many beans is it? I think, I think it's six kidney beans. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, a bicep. Courtney Cox wasn't, like, unhealthy skinny. I, you know, for as many uh, really skinny actresses yeah. as I've seen on camera, 
I've not come across them in real life. It's too bad. Okay, moving on. I'm, I'm pretty sorry. depressed right now. I don't. I don't run in the same circles as very successful women who starve themselves who are to stay also successful. Anorexic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, how much would the lowest offer that you would accept be to have your pinky finger removed? You can have anesthesia, uh-huh. but you cannot cover it with a prosthetic or a glove. Okay. Um. Money only, no favors. I don't know. I'm really bad at this game because I always you played go, before. Like, well, when people say like, "How much would it take for you to da 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 da?" Yeah, I'm always like, the money doesn't seem real. Like it, like I can. Okay. It's hard for me to ever have it seem real. Like the biggest, the amount of money it would take also feels like so much money that I can't imagine it ever actually oh, happening. Oh, you love so your not, pinky. Yeah, I well because it just feels like well what I I don't know I don't want, I don't feel like I'm that in need of money. I mean, oh. I'm not rich, but like. What, but is it is money important enough for me to lose a digit? See, you're a good person. This is a lot harder with a good person. I guess I I guess and I mean honestly, my gut response was no amount of money. <gasps> this is a woman with morals, but only because it doesn't seem real. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't seem real. It's almost like if you said doesn't seem real to me, and I'd take a hundred grand. <laughs> you would? <laughs> yeah. No, that money would go away <laughs> so, go so fast, fast, and you'd be left with. I could. Pinky. I could have a lot of dogs for that much money. Well, that's true. Okay, moving it's on. What a boring you, you answer. spend it all on dogs? Should I come up with a fun answer? <laughs> the, Beans and dogs. The fun answer is... No, it's too late for $10 million. It's too late for fun. It's crap, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even know how to continue, but... I'm going to blame you. Now whoop. you know what kind of answers I give. Okay, your guiltiest TV pleasure. Um, guiltiest TV pleasure. Guiltiest TV pleasure. I don't... Watch any? I don't watch it. No, I, I'm sure I do. I don't have. I don't watch any reality shows except for Project Runway, which is not really guilty pleasure because I kind of think it's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, guilty pleasure. I will. I feel like there's like there's got to be a really bad movie that I'll still watch like every time I see that it's on. There's probably something like that. You know what? I can pretty much guarantee you that. Whenever Wild Things comes on, I will, there. I will watch. Like, I'll notice that it's on, and I'll be like, oh, I'm not going to watch that piece of crap. And then I'll end up watching it from whatever point it's at through to the end. That's a good answer. You yeah. just redeemed the pinky thing. You've got All something right. in All it. Right. You've got okay. some spirit, some smut. See, that's, you, that's, yeah, that's, I got that's, some. That's, I definitely <laughs> have smut. <laughs> I, it's, I started young with Dan Fielding, so I definitely have plenty of smut. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's Harry and the Hendersons for me. If that's on, I'll, I'll leave it on in the background. Well, that's not guilty. No, but it's not something you're like, oh, it's Harry and the Henderson's right. Uh, right. I'm really into hoarders right now. I feel like that's not healthy, but... <laughs> I've heard it. I know Ooh. a lot of people who are. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm good. afraid to... That's the thing where I'm afraid I'll get all prickly. Stuff like, gets real. I'm uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Rob Pattison and Zac Efron are thrown into a huge pot of banana pudding. What happens next? Um, the banana pudding goes, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh. Nice. That was the worst answer to the best question. Oh, uh, it was? <laughs> Think of amount, like, I was hoping that it would be so sexy. A sexy situation? <laughs> I don't like either pudding. one of them, so okay. that's why I'm saying the banana pudding would feel the way okay, I do, which is like, this? I don't get what, like, what's so great about these two guys? Steve Martin mm-hmm. and Little Man Tate get thrown into a bowl of pudding. I do love Little Man Tate. How did you know that? I didn't. I just love him, and I thought that I love him, and I love that movie, and yeah. I love Jodie Foster, oh, and I love a good her directing one, right? that, and that movie is flawless. Agreed. Um, I'm a big little man. Yeah, I think that my my universe would explode if that happened because I love banana pudding okay. also. Right. See, yeah. I like banana pudding and teen heartthrobs. In fact, so. I haven't had banana pudding in a long time, and now I want it more than I've ever wanted. When you have it, do you have vanilla wafers with it? 
Yeah, it's not. I think I I know that it's a southern thing because yeah. my grandfather loves banana pudding and mm-hmm. Nola wafers. Um, I said that like he's still alive. He's been he's passed away like ten years ago. Um, wow, but uh, a but yeah, banana pudding is so good. Oh, it's so good. You know what? My friend Jessica makes really good banana pudding. In fact, that's the last time I had it. She made from scratch banana pudding. Jessica, and it was if you're listening, and there was just a little Somebody bit of chunks of banana. It was Ooh. crazy. It was insane. It was great. I like Ooh. I like how you said you're a big Little Man Tate fan. <laughs> um, I feel like that should be the sequel, Big Little Man Tate. <laughs> I'm, I'm a I'm a big little little big man fan and a big little man Tate fan. I'm a little. Little, little big man, man. fan. Are you a little little big man fan or a big little big man fan? <laughs> you know that Dustin Hoffman movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do, I do. Uh, I'm a big, big little big man fan, but a little little man Tate fan. I like little man Tate, but I'm not very big, so that's oh, why I'm saying I'm a little. little I man understand. Tate fan. I thought you were saying that you were so, so you're, you're, you're a big so little so. little man big, Tate fan. Little yeah, man big Tate little, fan. Yeah. yeah, big little squared man Tate fan. Yeah, exactly. I'm a math person, so I just. I see things and I make equations. I appreciate parentheses, that. small numbers. <laughs> yep. yep, equal sign. Okay, yep. um, those were my math terms. <laughs> They're very good. Here's my last question, and it's actually not a question. We it's... got through five questions already. Yeah, yeah. But mine are really good, so they fly by. They sure do. Sorry, did. Cole. Sure. Yeah. Sorry, well, mine are like about Their own sad careers when they can talk about banana pudding, right? Now this one is just I want to get your opinion on an idea I have for a new product. Mm-hmm. Um, oh boy! I feel yeah. a lot of pressure already because yeah. okay. I feel I've let you down on all the other questions. No, you didn't let me down. Okay. I just found out you're a good person. Well, wah, which is wah. a little depressing. No, also not <laughs> true. I don't know how you got that, but you just okay. Have a few so this is your idea. Here. So here's the idea. It's a computer program. Uh-huh. Have you seen the thing on the internet, mm-hmm. um, like Mad Men yourself, mm-hmm. where you get to? I haven't. Your... That sounds fun. Yeah, you just like there's a little. How would you describe it? You're it's making just, an avatar basically, for yourself. Yeah, you're making like right. a little cartoony avatar with it looks like from the 60s ad office kind of. Yeah, picture. you have like okay. a little okay. toolbox of love looks. it, love it, and then people use it as their profile pic, and you can tell they love Mad Men, which makes them cool. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, so I am working on. It's in the very early development stages. Mm-hmm. Precious yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Precious myself. Yeah. Oh, I think that would catch on like gangbusters, right? It's super cheap. Not to say gang. I will say this. Urban Buster. I apologize for that. And I think <laughs> now, not to, this is not a bad thing. I think it would uh, it would be a very bright flame that burned out quicker <laughs> okay. than the Mad Men uh, yeah. thing avatar idea. But I think it like would Joni be, Mitchell. What, it would spike in popularity yeah. immediately, and more people would know about it instantly, and everyone would do it, and then it would go away really fast. I but think I you're think right. it's well worth doing because it would become viral like in a precious yourself. I'm surprised that they haven't done like an avatar avatar yourself, like a Navi thing. Where Actually, you, that you is surprising. I think that that is maybe they out have, there. and I just yeah. haven't seen it. But I've seen people doing it, and either people are putting a lot of work into Photoshop or if there's right. something out there. Right. Go figure. Well, good questions, Vanessa. Thanks. Very good. Thank you, guys. Hard-hitting Pre- You go precious yourself. I like that. Mm-hmm. Just as an expression. Nice. Yeah. And we're, you can uh, do bag or whatever. We're winding yeah. down on this thing. Let's just, uh, let's talk about one last thing. It's also, yeah. uh, Peter Graves passed away. Oh. Um, who... That made me so sad. Which made me think about one of the greatest comedies of all time, Airplane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you ever seen a grown man naked? He's just so good in it. <laughs> what and if it, I didn't realize that was a comedy and I thought it was a drama? <laughs> 
That's what he. But in every him. other way, I was super like hip and funny. But for some reason, that movie <laughs> that like there was a piece of my brain missing. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, airplane's <laughs> funny? No, that's like the reason that movie worked is everybody's playing it incredibly yeah. straight. Like he cast like actors who were not known for comedy. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen used to be like a straight. Oh man yeah. And like Forbidden Planet and mm-hmm, things like that, mm-hmm. and like and same thing with Peter Gray's Mission Impossible things like that too, mm-hmm. and. It wouldn't have worked if people hammed it up, which is why I, I think the later Leslie Nielsen movies, after like Naked Gun and stuff like that, don't work as well because he's self aware. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, it's great when he's just completely deadpan yeah. and yeah. straight, yeah. and it doesn't work if he starts to be wacky. Right, right, he's right. Not right. Wacky. The situation around him is wacky, and he's totally grounded. Right, which is what's so brilliant about the. Airplane. I agree with that. I loved Mission Impossible. Like I loved that show. I was such a weird kid. That that was. I, Maybe lo- that's I know all I was we didn't spend enough time talking about your Perry Mason crush. Oh, it's okay. Why didn't we do that? No, because I think it would have gone to a weird place. I think I got caught doing something with a pillow as a four-year-old. Listen, if oh. I, <laughs> I am definitely not the wrong person for you to be talking about that. I, that was a lot of double negatives, but what I'm saying is there's nothing to be you ashamed support of. Me. Thank you. Perry Mason and Dan Fielding are not so terribly it's far It's true. Apart. That's a kindred thing, too. To the, yeah, it is. Because right. to the third party, if there were another girl here and she yeah. did only love Kirk Cameron, like, right. we would seem like freaks that yeah. belonged in prison. Cool. Prison. Except our lawyers would get us out if you yeah, know what I mean. Would. Get us up, Ooh. get us off. Mm. Um, but poor Peter, Peter weird ending. But yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. This well, podcast should will watch. self-destruct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone should, everyone should uh, watch Murphy's Romance oh, and everyone yeah? should watch Lost Boys and everyone should watch Airplane. And Those Muse. are the three assignments. The Muse? You should watch The Muse. Yeah. I'm not, not everyone. I'm not going to put it out there okay. to everybody. I'm going to stand by those three in honor of Corey Haim mm-hmm. uh, and Pete. Yeah. <laughs> that maybe is an inappropriate um, nickname, but... Uh, Petey Gray. I think that's it. completely appropriate. Yeah. His name's Peter. Those are the three oh, yeah. Those are the three movies that... Uh, those are your assignments. You guys give assignments, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And Google yeah, image, great. my darling Perry Mason. There it is. Whoa. See if you can Again, get behind that. Again, you're in the Google. Yeah. I mean, there are other search engines <laughs> out sorry. there. I know. Next year, you're telling me that Friendster's dead. Whatever. Oh, don't. Oh, It'll live oh. on in your memories forever. That's right. Well, this has been fun, Janet. Thank <laughs> you for, yeah, thanks. Thanks for being on it. It was a pleasure. It. Thanks for letting me yak. Of Ugh. course. And I, don't I hate to I leave the biodiamond. Oh, I know. just a little. We'll clean it up. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, if this podcast was any longer, we'd probably go crazy because of lack of oxygen. And yeah, you know, turn true. on each other. What are you saying? Hey, Janet, I have the conch right now, okay? <laughs> Isn't it You conch? don't have any power here. It is, it is conch. It is conch. <laughs> I don't care for that. Okay. Is there a way that we could file an injunction? <laughs> yeah. And make some changes? Yeah. Just that I think word? So. Well, we could write to the conch council. Ooh. I don't like it. Conch sounds yeah. like, or conch sounds like a crotch shell. Like, it is kind conch, of like a conch. Okay, we gotta go, guys. <laughs> I'm hungry. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks for just being there. <laughs> Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.